Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. A student recently told me of an old Italian tradition among singers, where some would not go on stage to perform until they found a bent nail backstage. Even Pavarotti is said to have engaged in this ritual. Other musicians like Led Zeppelin, John Legend, and Beyonce have described their own quirky pre-show rituals, and many athletes are known for their unusual game day or pre-shot rituals as well. Most of the pre-performance rituals that sports psychologists develop with athletes include strategic elements like breathing or releasing tension or visualization of the desired outcome, actions that are intended to help the athlete get into a more optimal mental or physical state for performing optimally. But some rituals, like the bent nail, seem totally random. Yet, could even these sorts of rituals enhance performance too? A team of researchers conducted a series of studies to see if seemingly arbitrary rituals were effective in enhancing performance, and if the reason for this is that rituals of any kind are an effective way to reduce pre-performance anxiety. In one study, 85 university students were randomly assigned to either a ritual or no ritual group. When a student arrived for the study, they initially stayed in a waiting room with no idea what they would be doing. Then they were taken to a second room, where they were told that they would be singing a journey song, Don't Stop Believin' to be specific, in front of an experimenter, and they would be paid for their performance according to the accuracy of their singing. The karaoke program they used would calculate a singing accuracy score based on how close the participant came to matching the original song's volume, pitch, and note duration. Before they were escorted to the performance space, though, students in the ritual group were asked to engage in the following steps. Draw a picture of how you are feeling right now. Sprinkle salt on your drawing. Count up to five out loud. Crinkle up your paper. Throw your paper in the trash. Those in the no ritual group were simply asked to sit quietly for one minute. When the ritual or one minute wait was complete, the participant was taken to another room to give their performance. And then they received their singing accuracy score and were asked a few questions to get a sense of how nervous they were and what their emotional experience of the situation may have been. 
So did this totally random ritual make a difference? Indeed it did. The participants who engaged in the ritual had higher accuracy scores than those who just sat quietly, with scores of 78.47 versus 65.7. In addition, the questionnaire taken afterwards seemed to suggest that a reduction in anxiety may have been a big part of the reason why. Overall, everyone's anxiety was elevated before singing with an average anxiety rating of 5.14 out of 7, where 1 equals not at all and 7 equals very much. But those in the ritual group had lower levels of anxiety, 4.15, than those in the no-ritual group, 5.94. So while this is pretty intriguing and self-reported anxiety after the fact is a pretty common way to assess anxiety, wouldn't it be nice to get a more real-time physiological measure of anxiety too? Yeah, that's what the researchers thought as well, and is exactly what they did next. In the next study, 167 university students were randomly assigned to either a ritual group, a no-ritual group, or a third calm-down group. Participants started off by getting their heart rate measured to establish a baseline of their resting heart rate, and then they were informed that they would be singing the first verse of the journey song in front of a group of other participants, after which their heart rate was measured once again. Those in the ritual group performed the same exact ritual as in the other study. The students in the no-ritual group also waited quietly for a bit, and the participants in the calm-down group were told to, quote, do your best to calm down before you sing. Then, before singing, their heart rate was measured one last time. So did the ritual have any effect on heart rate, especially when compared to those who were explicitly told to try to calm down? Well, the average baseline heart rate across all participants was about 75 beats per minute. And after finding out that they'd be singing in front of other participants, their heart rates went up to about 80 beats per minute. The heart rate of the participants in the no-ritual group, who simply sat quietly before singing, stayed elevated right up until the moment they sang, at about 81 beats per minute. Likewise for the students who were instructed to try to calm down, whose heart rates were also about 81 beats per minute. But the heart rates of the participants who engaged in the pre-performance ritual actually dropped a bit to 77 beats per minute. Why would such random acts like sprinkling salt and counting to five have an impact on participants' experience of nerves and subsequent performance? Well, it's not entirely clear why rituals reduce anxiety, but some think that it's because performing the ritual is something you have control over and that this provides a little bit of order or reassurance in what can otherwise be a chaotic moment. Kind of like how we sometimes like to organize our desks when we feel stressed out or overwhelmed. Others have suggested that engaging in a ritual could distract you from thinking negative stress-inducing thoughts. But either way, the researchers did find that calling the ritual a ritual seems to be an essential factor in whether it has a positive effect or not. Because when the team conducted additional studies where they referred to the ritual as a few random behaviors, the ritual no longer had a calming or performance-enhancing effect. Since nerves pretty much come to the territory, if you don't already have some sort of personal pre-performance ritual for the day of or for the warm-up room, it seems that developing some sort of ritual would be a great first step towards managing audition and performance day anxiety more effectively. And if nothing else, feel like this would be kind of a fun thing to think about and experiment with as you reflect back on some of the quirky things you may have done on some of your best performance days in the past 
and try to sprinkle in some new elements that feel like they'd be a good fit, whether they align with a personal superstition or have some kind of meaningful symbolic value. You can find links to this week's study and other resources like practice hacks and the audition cheat sheet at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 